Hi everyone, it's Roger and Josh here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. This is a bonus kind of Christmas extra episode and with the Investor Day we kind of wanted to have a bit of a chat so we thought we might as well do an extra edition of the podcast this week. So we're going to be talking about um, some of the stuff on the Investor's Day. We'll be talking about some legacy content, some of our Christmas picks and just having a bit of a chat about Disney Plus as a whole, including probably a little bit of discussion about Star. So before we go any further, just want to say a big thank you to all of our supporters, either on YouTube or on Patreon, um, including this is from the Dota tier and above, including What's on Netflix, Lauren, The Juice, Darren, Chris, Jacob, Jamie, Andrew, and a huge thank you to Sarah for all of her support as well. And over on the YouTube memberships, just a big shout out as well to our members of, of that certain level, including Adam, Martin, Jeremy, and also Joshua. Again, so a huge thank you for all of your support. Really does make a big difference. So you heard all heard me and James talking about the podcast, about the Investors Day last week. So let's jump into Josh. What were some of your highlights from the Investors Day that you kind of that jumped out to you? Well, I love what you and James share. People should definitely go and watch that entire hour-long recap because was it, it is... Was, uh, we were close. We were not, we were th- not an hour and a half. We, went <laughs> we, were, we were on a roll. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it was a, a four-hour presentation and, and it, it was a lot to get through. So, I mean, they're giving us a whole lot in 2021. It's, you know, you almost can think of 2020 as almost the soft launch of mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And, you know, I think 2021, they're finally giving us, I think, what they promised, you know, which yeah. is new content every month, uh, you know, stuff that is top tier, you know, of the caliber of the Mandalorian that we're going to be getting. I mean, it looks like five or even six Marvel series uh, yeah, in, got, in 2021. There's, there's five live action series and then you got the What's On series. I think we worked out that maybe between 25 and 30 weeks of the year, we're going to have brand new Marvel content pretty much weekly. And, and I think it's very top tier stuff. I mean, I think WandaVision, of course, is something we all can look forward to. I think that uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, I loved uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the film, and uh, the political thriller kind of feel of that. And I think this is very much going to mirror that. Uh, Loki as well, you know, everybody loves Tom Hiddleston and his uh, portrayal of that character. So there's going to be three shows, you know, for the first, in a sense, six months of the yeah. year. We're going to get new Marvel content every year. If you love the MCU, it's going to be a pretty great year. And then... Uh, I would just say, and then I, I don't know, I think further out, I just don't know about the quality of those series. I, I feel like I, have, I know enough about those first three yeah. and even what if to know those are going to be pretty great. It looks like, you know, they're all going to be at the Kevin Feige kind of level. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's calling the shots on these TV series too. So it should be, you know, I think uh, something that's really quality and something we can enjoy. Especially, I think, with the money being about six episodes apiece. So it's essentially a three and a half hour movie and just being cut up. That's the way kind of to look at it. That's the way yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think that that's a good way to look at particularly Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah. I think they said that as, as much at the event, um, you know, the, the online Investors Day presentation. I think that, uh, you know, some of these series may be more like Mandalorian, where in a sense, they're a little bit week to week. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Monster of the Week. It's, you know, and I appreciate that feel. They're a little bit different. There's a guest mm-hmm. star every week that's a little different. And I know they're telling one story, yeah. but I think, it's, I think it's actually nice how it feels like an old school TV show in a sense, where you know, one, one day a lot may happen. And then the next week, you know, okay. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's really different. And there's an, there's a monster and there's Ahsoka yeah. shows up and things like that. So, and I would say on the star Wars front, um, that that's something really exciting too. I mean, the, I, I would, the fact that there's 10 new projects though, <laughs> is a little bit unwieldy. Uh, I think, uh, you know, so as a star Wars fan myself, like I'm honestly looking at the ones that Dave Filoni is connected to. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's, you know, co-executive producer on the Mandalorian. He, created Clone Wars with George Lucas and he created Rebels uh, and other shows and, and the Bad Batch is now his mm. as well. So I think the ones that he's connected to particularly are the ones that I'm most excited about. So that's the Bad Batch, the animated show, and that's also the two spinoffs of The Mandalorian. So Ahsoka, which of course is a character that yeah. he created uh, with Lucas, and then also um, Rangers of the New Republic, which you know could be really interesting. And it sounds like with Mandalorian season three starting in Christmas of next year, yeah. Uh, that I think those two spinoff shows might actually be leading up to, um, you know, so we're going to get some content, I think, in the fall from those two spinoff shows, and then they're going to culminate in something that, that starts on, on well, season they, three of Mandalorian. Well, they said, um, was it Rangers of the New Republic is a crossover event also. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it might be after season three. Like, it might be. 
Yeah, it might be. I, I think that one of those two spinoffs we're going to get before Christmas of next year. That's yeah. just my guess. I, you know, yeah. we're obviously waiting on more details, but I have total confidence about those particular shows. I don't as much. I want to know more about the rest of the projects because, see, yeah, yeah. you know, because I mean, we, we saw the disaster in a sense that yeah. the sequel trilogy was. Maybe some, I know some people like that. Yeah. And I happen to like Force Awakens as the first of them. I think it, it set up a lot of wonderful things, but I just don't think it really paid off in the other two yeah. films. Yeah, we um, won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we won't go down that um, road. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's anyway, you wanted to talk about library titles, though. and uh, yeah. Yeah, because obviously you are, I mean, uh, Josh writes a number of articles on the website, which are very popular, which is basically about the legacy content that's missing, or the leg best legacy content on Disney+. Plus. So we kind of wanted to talk, we, um, originally before we did the, um, before we even, when we booked this podcast session in, we wanted to talk about what legacy stuff was going to be announced at the event and what was kind of, and yeah, well, they didn't read, I mean, we're going to start, but for Disney+, Plus in the US, legacy content was not not even so much on the radar. It was so far off the radar, it could have been on H on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one. There was very one very last line by Bob Iger at the very end where he said, "We're going to continue to increase the number of legacy titles or library titles," yeah. you know, and that was it. Uh, there was not a single mention, and I think that yeah, was missed that. Yeah, it, it did miss. I think some fans who were expecting that and and you know do care a lot about Disney's legacy and um, you know. And I think even particularly on the on the front of the Muppets, um, in that we do we did learn last week. You saw these headlines, yeah. I'm sure, that that lost song that has been missing from the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, has been finally found, and uh, that it's been remastered in 4K, and that they're going to be putting it out on Disney Plus. It might be next season, I suppose. I'm guessing, I'm guessing next Christmas. Unless, yeah. Unless, so, unless it's gonna it was, was going to be either this week or that's next Christmas, isn't it? There's not really any any really else to go over the next week <laughs> it was uh it was a positive story because they it literally was like you know brian henson you know goes into the screening room and he didn't even know about them reintegrating this song back into his film and there's this long story of him getting and he's had this years-long relationship with everybody at the disney archives you know since 1992 yeah. since his film came out muppet christmas carol because he's like hey you promised this was going this this song was going to be in you cut it from the theatrical release and now it's lost and uh, there just wasn't an HD, you know, the original master of it was somehow lost of that song. It's been found, they're going to reintegrate it. It's a positive story because in a sense, you know, the Muppets are kind of this, the stepchild, you know, of the Disney empire and they, they haven't given a lot of love to them in, in a lot. And so the fact that over four hours, the Muppets didn't come up um, was a little bit, you know, concerning to, to some people and, um, you know, yeah, so I, I, I can, I can understand that, but there isn't, if there isn't a new project to announce it, it's, you know, okay, that's not going to get investors excited. So I think as well as the thing is with that event was that they didn't announce everything. There was a number of projects that we've heard about in the past few weeks and well, last few months that weren't revealed monsters at um, work. The series wasn't mentioned. High school musical season two wasn't mentioned. The right stuff season. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't mentioned and some of the projects that they're working on kingdom Hearts show all these guys. And it's a bit like, yeah, but it was, a, I mean, you saw how much stuff they announced. I mean, could you, I mean, it gets to a point where, I mean, honestly, I think they announced too much because it got, so much stuff was getting lost in the shuffle because so, so I, in some way, they had to keep some stuff back. They've still got to keep some buzz going over new shows, new stuff coming for Disney Plus. So I kind of get, I think everyone wanted everything, but I, you know, but they were going a little bit further than just like 2021. They were going, they were kind of bringing out the big guns to get the Disney stock up. Yeah, make sure yes. people were into, you know, the, the investors were happy with what Disney were doing, um, because obviously, me, the parks are still closed, the cinemas are still closed, um, so therefore things they had to kind of that was where they were going. So they really put on this strong showing. I mean, I'm gonna be. I mean, two and a half hours of him just of them just going. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. I mean, it was fantastic. Yes. And then yes. we got to the and end. You've of had it, you've I'm, been doing amazing work of getting doing yeah. separate stories for all 52 of those announcements. So that's uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's say uh, let, I got. I think I got up this morning and you're like, I'm I think a morning off because I've been literally in the office like all, for, for like three days going through. It. I mean, like, the event didn't finish until like two o'clock in the morning my time. I think I only had like three hours sleep that day. Because I literally woke up, like, I've got so much. I had like, I got my like normal like to do list here next to me. I mean, it was six pages long by the end by Friday morning, and I was like, I finally cleared them out yesterday. <laughs> it was just, there was so much, and then people are going, "Well, what about this?" And I go, "Have you seen how much?" <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 
I just, I think it's important to realize that there are so many different generations of Disney yeah. fans. And I think there are some families who have young kids, yeah. you know, who would say, you know, the MCU stuff, it's a little bit edgy for my family. We watch some of it, some of it we, we pass on and same with Star Wars. And so if you're that kind of family and you say, okay, Disney used to produce a lot of these, these different types of, of films that are like historical films, you know, things that, you know, yes, the musicals, I think it was great to hear, for instance, Disenchanted is coming probably yeah. like 2023. You know, I think that's a great example of something that's really core Disney brand that is going to be a big budget, you know, film and, and going to be a great one with Amy Adams, you know, who is, who is a great star. So, you know, I think that maybe where some families are at is that you see Disney kind of putting a lot of their stuff into a particular mold and then recreating that over and over again. You know, we see that certainly with the Marvel stuff and I, I think it's working. I think, I, I, you know, I think some people would say it's repetitive and, you know, it is, a lot of it is similar. Um, that's, I think there's some valid criticism there. You know, hopefully they're going to be doing some things here that are not just the same superhero type stories as we get into these shows. Um, but then the Disney animation studio as well. I mean, you know, yeah, they, you look they at, look, I mean, Disney and Pixar, they, they must have knocked out like 20, 25 announcements just between those two. So there was plenty for, for them as well. There, there was, there was. And yet I think on, even on the animation side, there's just a particular mold that they've gotten into. And I, I hope they're going to break out of that a little bit. But you look at, okay, there's Moana. Is that, you know, spirited sort of combat ready, you know, person who overcomes her issues with songs and dreams and, you know, this sort of thing. It's a similar thing with the Frozen Sisters. And then we're going to be getting Raya, you know, who sounds like a similar type character. And even in Kanto coming in the fall, you know, there's an aspect of, of uh, this kind of spirited female protagonist, et cetera, as sort of the, you know, the mold that they're, they're, they're putting their, their characters into. So I just hope they continue to do more, even on the live action Disney side. You know, you look at uh, films they used to produce like Johnny Tremaine and Great Locomotive Chase, et cetera. Those, those touched on sometimes issues of war you know, and, and the conflict that occurred in, in society and in, in the nation, but they did it in a way that was appropriate for families and that, that drew you into history and, and educated you a little bit on some things that are going on. So, you know, and even, it's just interesting to me how you look at the, the things that are missing, it is a lot of stuff like that, that, that deals with war or maybe touches on that. You know, Walt Disney was comfortable telling those type of stories. I'm not sure if the they current are, no, no, generation no. of folks are, are as comfortable you know, if, uh, dealing with yeah, those I kind mean, of issues. If, if it's that kind of thing now. I think they're very much looking, I think they're going to be looking at Searchlight and 20th Century uh, Studios as that outlet to kind of do those, to do something a bit more down that line of away from the Disney brand a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I must admit, I mean, the, the, the announcements were very, there's so many of them. Now, there was a big one um, that affects, you know, like me and a number of other um, Disney Plus, and it's been a hot topic right through the weekend, all over the YouTube channel, all over. Um, everywhere was star because mm -hmm. we're, also, we're going to be getting star here in the uk we're going to be getting it for the europe you're going to be getting australia new zealand you're going to be getting it in singapore canada and then it'll be rolling out through other countries as well latin america are getting star plus because of all the sports side of things so really it's kind of there's a load of legacy content i think they're planning on like a thousand titles within the first year to come on star um, from 20th Century Studios, Searchlight, ABC, FX, uh, Freeform. Um, and there was like a thousand titles. I mean, you're literally talking about almost doubling the Disney Plus library here in the UK. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's significant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's significant. It's great to see them dive into those that riches of their library, at least on one side of the pond. Yeah. You know, I, I think where US folks are at is, of course, we don't know that Hulu is going to get an influx of, of 20th Century and Searchlight you know, titles, I hope that, that we do uh, on that side of the mature content. But I think it does a little, it does create a little bit of confusion, you know, frankly, for people. I think that yeah. it's, you know, I think Star is going to be rolling out internationally. I'm, for instance, glad as a parent that they, they are talking about uh, some parental controls and, and a pin code, et cetera, for certain profiles. I had, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was surprised they did it the way they did it. I thought it was going to be a tiered service and you're going to have to pay the upgrade. The fact they're throwing it in and just literally raising the price by £2 a month is um, incredible. Um, I just had a look there. Currently listed is Disney Plus has one in the UK has 1,080 titles. So literally we are talking about doubling the library. And I mean, and no stretch of the imagination of all of us over here that are talking about Disney Plus. That's like, whoa. I mean, if they, it's a massive amount of library content. I mean, massive movies from all over the place, TV series, you know, it is going to be an explosion of library content. Now, 
like you said, a lot of that's going to be going to Hulu because you can see they're trying to position Hulu as that kind of outsource because they need to focus on this as the other content starts coming away from Hulu because Hulu is going to have the same problem that Netflix is going to, is having right now where the licensing content is all being removed bit by bit. Um, and I think we are going to see more of this, but there is a massive amount of content coming to Disney plus for, you know, most, you know, for a massive chunk of the world. Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think that's great. And I know that there's, for instance, a lot of fans who are saying, why isn't Disney plus rolling out worldwide? They're very upset about this. Um, I'm fine with Hulu, especially at considering they just gave us a a deal where it was $2 a month, you know, on black Friday. I hope a lot of people took advantage of that. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a good service and it could work in the U S I think what is, you know, concerning again from the legacy side of and how Disney defines its brand is, you know, when you start to have a lot of R-rated and TVMA stuff on Disney Plus and, you know, you're not, maybe you've, you've treated it as a babysitter maybe for the last yeah. year for your kids and suddenly that material is all there, um, you know, I think it just does uh, put the onus on parents to say, hey, you just be watching what your kids are watching and be aware that uh, there's going to be titles there that are very much uh, not of, yeah. of the, the type that we've seen in the past. On, on the I mean, Disney I like Plus the fact platform. that you've literally, if you kind of unlock this mature content, you have to literally basically accept a, a terms and conditions that you are willing to accept. If you fail to accept it, you don't get access to the, like the 18 certificate movies and TV series. And I thought they've, they've, I thought they covered themselves very nicely with that. Cause they've put a very much a straight up, you are accepting that you're going to get this content and also kind of putting it all under this one separate banner, this star banner away from everything else. Um, which I thought was very well done. And obviously you can set up pin codes for each individual account. So your kid account might not have a pin, but yours does. So they can't get into it. In all honesty, they probably know the pin more than you do. Um, um, but this is, but that's every streaming service has got this. It's, yeah. it's not like, um, and it's a kind of situation of Disney are having to change and of that, you know, we were having a discussion, I know in our Facebook mod group about this kind of thing of how like maybe like in, Canada and in Australia and Europe, etc. We don't have that same view of America that a lot of American, oh, sorry, of Disney, as a, a, like middle of America has of this. You know, we were like laughing about the term wholesome and all. And it's like those are terms that we don't use, like especially here in the UK. And there's, there's not words that we use for Disney, which I know in the US is very different. Yeah, it's true. There, I think that. Uh... You know, it does get into some cultural things there, but I think the way that Walt Disney himself did define the company was to say an all ages entertainment. I, I think there's aspects of how they've followed through on that, but there are all also aspects that, you know, some parents would say, hey, you know, we just want to know that, you know, we can have a safe place where, uh, you know, kids are, our, our values are going to be reflected in the entertainment they watch. Maybe they'll sometimes will be challenged by the stories. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that that whole pin code thing can be a really good, good way. And, and parents just need to be educated on those parental controls. Honestly, like Netflix actually has the industry standard of parental controls where they actually allow you um, to go in and to your kid's profile and actually even stuff that might be, for instance, TV, PG, et cetera, of whatever rating, you can take off certain titles that you as a parent say, I don't want my kid to have access to that yeah. title. Well, I think so, you know, because yeah. the thing is that these, these streaming services do self-rate their own content. Yeah. And so, you know, that can sometimes mean that yeah. the lines blur about exactly how to define TV, I, I, MA, I, et cetera. Yeah. I do get, I have had emails from people, you know, I had one the other day for that, there was a swear word in big or something they did. Pearl is one that definitely jumps up the spark short. And a few other things. And then you get other questions of going, well, why is Moana not available in the kids' profile? Because it's a PG, so they don't let you watch it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost that kind of thing of like, you maybe they haven't set their kids' profile to be a kids' section because they assume the entire thing is the kids' section. And that's where they're kind of, they Disney have got to educate people in the fact of, you know, there is, there is going to be thousands of shows and movies and it's your responsibility to deal yeah. with it, not ours to kind of hold everything back because... I mean, Disney did get a lot of slack at this time, oh, what, just after The Mandalorian finished last year of it becoming the kiddie streaming service because they went too far the other way where they were being too um, sort of, I would say, they just got they just got scared of putting anything on, of any anything on there. And it kind of, you know, the, the fact of like blurring out Splash's butt, you mm-hmm. know, it was getting to the thing of going, well, you, you this is borderline of where you're going to go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's a it's a very robust discussion, and I, I agree that that uh, it is parents and it's on them to mm-hmm. to let's have some discernment and understanding of these technology tools that do exist uh, for our benefit as parents. So. Um, yeah, yeah I and just, I would. I was just going to say there was a comment today on um, one of the, uh, the the YouTube video of like going, I never thought I'd say American Horror Stories is coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, honestly, like you look at it, for instance, they just have to do be careful about how they're defining their brand. Like yeah. even uh, when they did the rollout of all these different titles, yeah. and they mentioned the Kardashians. Yeah. And there was then a picture of the Kardashians on the Disney uh, Twitter profile, you yeah. know, that was like, oh, the Kardashians are coming to Disney. And it just, a lot of people that's like, wow, that, you know, this isn't the Disney I grew up with. So, no. you know, uh, I, I just think there's going to be some good and bad. It, it's a, it's a mix. In, in, and if for parents, they're going to have to kind of help to, to have that discernment and uh, set those boundaries within their own uh, family for their kiddos. But uh, I will say in terms of, you know, even just the legacy content and, and closing out that discussion, even with, uh, you know, Investors Day, et cetera. I hope we get another wave of announcements. I think you mentioned that January titles, we're going to be seeing some things. Um, I'm hoping yeah. for some renewals of, you know, prop culture. Well, of, you know, I mean, literally like today, um, we've had uh, after Ned, we're getting a load of ep- new episodes of that dropping on New Year's Day. Oh. And then Dinosaurs is going to be coming at the end of uh Johnny, both of them, Brian Henson, uh, that was on interviews with Colander. He confirmed both of those. So there was like two ends. We've got a brand new Marvel show that's literally just been announced. Just, just I was literally typing that up just before we started recording, you know. And wow. so they are, they're starting. To, so we're going to start seeing this. I'm hoping with this library content. Personally, I'd like, I like the one or two movies a month, uh, a day, sorry, not a month, a week. I quite like them spreading out the movies a little bit. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that as well. Maybe like with the national, you know, instead of loading up five National Geographic shows in one week and then nothing the rest of the month, do one a week, you know? Yes. You know, that's that's what I prefer. I hope that's what we get, honestly, because if we we honestly get, you know, 52 films from the Disney library that are honestly Disney brand, you know, stuff that, that we've been requesting. I mean, that's a list now of 650, I think almost 700 titles that we've been compiling. Um, that would be great. And, uh, you know, one movie a week and also I think one a month of a, a real binge worthy show. It sounds like dinosaurs is coming January, you know, keep giving us those library shows, you know, don't just push them all to star or to Hulu. I think, uh, you know, uh, there's a number of different ones. We all, we all want to see, you know, I know agents of shield ultimately come to, to the U S yeah. but, uh, there's well, a bunch I mean, of, I mean, I'm, Malcolm I'm... in the middle has been, you know, promised. And that was one that they, they said in, in the initial rollout was going to happen. Uh, there are I other family shows, just... home improvement and others that would be great to see. I'm just going to add on the agents of shield. I think the problem with you guys over there in the U S is you've, if they deal with Netflix, they yeah. have to wait, they have to wait two years from the end of the last, episode or something so it might be two more years before you can get agents to shield whereas this morning i was watching the latest episode of season seven because we're getting those episodes dropping weekly so i literally was watching that um this morning and going for but yeah this is where star makes a big difference of that that kind of content but then we know with all these new marvel shows and star wars shows and stuff we're you know me and james were talking just after we recorded the podcast the other day of like we're, we're really looking forward to 2021 where we are going to have um, essentially a drama series, probably nearly almost weekly. Yeah. You know, because essentially in 2020, we've had Mandalorian and um, the right stuff. That's all we've had. Yep. You're absolutely right. And I, I hope we do get a renewal on the right stuff as well. I'm, I'm a fan of that show. I think something that's historically, you know, strong like that is, is really great. And it sounds like they are moving that direction. They just didn't announce it at Investor's Day. Um, same with, honestly, the magic of Animal Kingdom. You've, you've uh, talked about that. It's, it's basically kind of secrets of the zoo, you know, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. But uh, it, it was a well-done show. And I think people who love the parks and love, love animals, oh. my, my little one-year-old loved it. And uh, my wife, who used to work at the parks, loved it. So, you know, I think shows like that, that are a little more reflective of the core Disney brand, I hope that we continue to see uh, an emphasis on that as well. Well, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. I think the Animal Kingdom show, that, that'll probably be just set because, I mean, it, it, they own the zoo. It's, yeah. it's, 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 <laughs> you know, they don't even have to pay, you know, another zoo to do it. I mean, it was a lot better than Meet the Chimps. But I mean, I, I, did you watch that one? Oh, I did not. No, I did not. No, <laughs> there's a lot of National Geographic stuff I haven't seen, so they they yeah. have dropped a, you know on there a lot, quite a lot on there. So yeah, um, so yeah, so also we wanted to um, well, kind of yeah, I was just saying you carry on. 
Move to Hulu. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned uh, Disney. Now we're going to have to talk a lot more about Hulu in the future. And, uh, you know, uh, in a sense, Disney gave us a huge amount of gifts to be looking forward to in 2021. And I think, um, I know people think of me as kind of the legacy title mm. person and somebody who loves a lot of the, you know, PG, you know, stuff yeah. for the whole family. But uh, there's a couple of things that are coming on Hulu that I'm really excited about. I think this story called The Dropout, I know you guys kind of skipped through that quickly, but so uh, SNL, so Saturday Night Live and um, uh, Kate McKinnon, who's just really talented, mm -hmm. she is going to be starring as Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes in that series. And it is a really fascinating story. The story of Theranos, which is a biotech company um, that was, you know, that this is, this is a, you know, one of the biggest scams and, and frauds ever been, that's ever happened. I mean, you know, investors put $700 million into this company. It was valued at like six or $8 billion. And, you know, it's, she's kind of the biggest scam artist, you know, of the past 20 years to, to kind of have this sort of non-existent kind of, uh, you know, medical test that at the center of this show. So that's going to be a really fascinating, I think, uh, you know, drama for adults, you know, for older audiences, something to be looking forward to, because uh, that's the kind of show I enjoy. That's kind of a true yeah. crime uh, kind of thing. Um, and I, I do mean, anticipate, yeah. go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, we, you know, me and my wife, we watch yeah. all these kind of shows as well. You know, we, we, I'm very much in the kind of like, what's new? I like watching new stuff. I like watching, and you know, we watch a load of shows that are on, you know, and there's a lot, lots of bits and pieces that, that flow up from that we're interested in. Um, for me personally, out of the ones that gone out, it's kind of the FX show kind of. There's a number there that um, Shogun. That's that, that looked a lot of fun. James was um, giving me a bit more detail on that. Let's say, you know, Japan. You know, wartime. That sounds like that could be interesting to watch. Um, more so, there was one with Michael uh, Keaton that's going to be about the opium drugs things and mm, like yes, you know, about a drug company. And it's like you know that that sounds like it could be really really fun as well, uh, or not so much fun, but interesting. And I, I you know I'm or you know we are going to be ultimately covering much more content in 2021 because essentially this stuff is on Disney Plus. So therefore it comes under the... <laughs> under right. And it allows right. now us to, you know, and it's that situation for us where it's like, well, it's easier for me just to go, right, we, we're going to cover it, um, but we'll just put that thing if Hulu slash star. That's You're going to be seeing a lot of that going on. But there's a load of shows that I'm really excited about. The, the Alien show, there was one... The, um, there's just a few kind of things that are like jumping out. It's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to be able to have some really much more meaning i mean we watch a lot of the abc shows good doctor uh 911 uh the, the station 19 raising at me those are ones that we watch all the time we've been following them for years so there is that kind of thing and there's gonna be so much more content coming through and hulu originals are going to be a little bit different because some of them aren't going to necessarily come to star because they've been licensed just for the us i think there was a movie yesterday uh is it uh, I completely forgotten what the name of it, but there's um, a few things like the Handmaid's Tale as well. That was that's not that's only going to be out in the US. Mm. It's not necessarily um, everywhere else. And this is kind of thing we're going to have to kind of get used to. I'm just trying to find the name of. It's not Shogun. That was. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll, while you're looking, I'll just mention. False positive. I, I knew it was something like it was. Yeah, false positive. I I, I knew it was something like. Covid related, but it's not Covid related. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, everyone does want a false positive. No one wants a false positive right now. <laughs> right, right. Seriously, yeah. My my brother talking about his test said, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay positive, but I'm also trying to stay negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's just one of those things. That there are that one again is is only going to be on the US, so we are going to see a lot more of that going forward. But yeah, like you say, I mean, you've you've you literally picked up Hulu and stuff. So, what's the kind of the few things that's jumped out to you so far? Well, yeah, of the, I will say, because um, you, you mentioned the sh the show Dope Sick, I, that's one I'm looking forward to as well. That's a Michael Keaton show. Um, I, I do care a lot about what's going on with the opioid crisis. It's a significant trend that we all need to understand better. And so, to have a big show coming like that is going to be great. But I will say, yeah, having jumped into Hulu, it is a very different platform than Disney Plus. Um, and uh, it's interesting how even, for instance, the ratings. Uh, of content are not kind of uh, up and present as much as they are in Disney Plus. That may be something they're going to have to correct as I think more families probably get Hulu because they're going to be hearing about all the star content and wanting to, to, to maybe dive into it. So it's just interesting how the, the rating aspect is de-emphasized and you kind of have to actually click on the show and then it gives you the rating of, of what they have. So I suppose Netflix um, is a bit like that as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, well you can... 
you can find it even in the little icons, yeah. you know, in, in Netflix, but you, it's on Hulu. It's, it's invisible. It's a little strange. Mm. But um, I have one show that just came out uh, early November um, is, is The Hardy Boys. And that's a Hulu exclusive. I don't know if it's going to show up yeah. on Star. I hope that it does. Uh, because, you know, I actually, I, as, as a kid, I, I grew up sort of reading these books. You know, they've been going since here in the U.S. since 1927. So there's a whole series of writers who've done these Hardy Boys mysteries. It's just a basic, you know, kind of fun kids mystery series. Uh, teen brothers who, you know, solve mysteries. And, uh, you know, it, it's taken different feels over the years. Sometimes the kids are 17 and 18. Sometimes, I mean, actually, Walt Disney himself actually um, did a version of this for the Mickey Mouse Club back in the 50s. And the kids were more like 12 and 13. Um, there was a, a show in the seventies then, uh, and then the eighties, that was an, even an animated show that they did where the, where the two brothers were in a rock band, you know, so it's interesting, but, um, this new Hulu show is really quite a great, uh, kind of a throwback series. Like it's, it's a TV PG show, very, you know, uh, just, you know, what you mentioned the word wholesome, you know, that's actually one of the better ones to use for this show. It's just kind of a, a, a one big serialized miniseries you might think. It has some of the feel of Stranger Things in that, you know, it's, it's kids on bikes and it's set in the 80s and, you know, it has some of the, the sort of 80s feel to it, but it also feels a few decades before almost, you know, because you, it, it essentially they go into this small town in Maine where the two brothers, you know, are solving this great mystery and it's connected to uh, a loss that's occurred in their family. I don't want to give it all away, but uh, it is this sort of drawn out, you know, mystery that occurs, um, you know, over the course of 10 episodes. Yeah, I was just trying to see um, who kind of was producing as a because it's, it's um, I'll be honest as a um, like WWE fan, um, I just do them as a tag as a tag team. So I was like the Hardy Boys are going, oh yeah, not them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was an entirely different thing. going, okay, and that's again, you know, sometimes you know if you've got no reference to it, it can mean something completely different. But yeah, just as a general whole, um, it's it is interesting that, that kind of content and then they kind of look at it and go, well if it's a nice family hub you know movie series about kids and all the rest of like why wasn't it a disney plus but then you don't know how early these movie these series got put in production yeah you know, who's you know is it mb because there's a lot of the nbc ones that are shared you know and th that's where you don't quite know what's going on with it exactly we have to understand that hulu is a co-owned service still and mm -hmm. so comcast may have they may have put up half the budget for this show and so maybe mm -hmm. it won't be going to to star uh, overseas but yeah it, it feels it's honestly strange because it feels very much in the same way that right stuff feels like it's from a different service you know and you feel like this this should have been on netflix or you know on hulu um you feel that way about hardy boys like it should have been a disney plus show it's mm. it, it really much is a is a great show for i would say kids down to age 10 you know maybe even younger depending on on how what parents think but uh, it's, it's a fun little mystery of them, you know, going to these various locations, meeting a group of friends and kind of solving this, you know, through their detection and through, um, you know, just kind of their, their smarts and, and, and through the, the relationships that they build in that town. So it's, uh, it's a fun show. It has a, little, a few supernatural elements to it, you know, nothing that's, that's too scary or too frightening. It, it's almost like, you know, Stranger Things without a lot of the horror, you might say, yeah. you know, because it, obviously Stranger Things, I think it's deeper and deeper into some darker territory that this show doesn't really touch. It's a, this is a TV PG show. So if you're looking for something for kids, honestly, families who have access to Hulu, you know, maybe you took advantage of the $2 Black Friday offer, you know, like I did, or, or you know, you've, you've had it now. The, the Hardy Boys is one to seek out. I think it's, uh, it's fun for, for families and, and young teens and you know, people who grew up with the book series, surprisingly, it actually captures a lot of little details from the books uh, that they integrate into this. It, it was, um, and it was produced, by the way, by uh, Nelvana out of Canada. Yeah. So they, they produced it, and I think they're really using it as trying to expand their reach into, you know, new, new, uh, new, new spaces with Disney and other companies, uh, all shot in Canada, you know, totally a Canadian cast, and not a lot of people you would recognize. I think some people with minor roles but uh, I, was, I was quite impressed and I think it captured the tone and the feel of the book series. So it's always nice from a, yeah. you know, sort of legacy perspective when, when someone does that and they update it, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of updates to, to, to what you'd expect, so. I mean, I think we're gonna see a lot more of this going forward with um, Hulu originals and stuff gonna become much more ingrained as kind of searchlight in 20th century. The whole HBO deal kind of, I think, really puts a real like issue with regards to what they're doing there. And they, I mean, essentially, as it runs out the end of, what is it either the end of 2022 or the beginning of 2022? We're not quite, no one really quite knows what the date is. Oh, right. 
but um, no, we know we've still got the issue for 2021, but I think that's, you know, we will start seeing more of that content coming in. Hopefully they will be able to use a lot of that legacy stuff and put it onto Hulu. But let's now, obviously we've got Christmas coming up next week. Um, what are kind of your sort of, we were saying like our top three Christmas movies that you'd recommend to watch on Disney Plus. Now I did joke that I can now put Die Hard One Two on there on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Next year I can do it. Next year I can put it on there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a, it's a twentieth century studios <laughs> film, and you know, I, it's it is a great uh, a great series. I think I have not watched it this year, but you know, my wife and I certainly one we've been, we've uh, we've watched in years past, and uh, I think it is a great. A great film. I'll, I'll start and you, yeah. you, you can go to Die Hard if you want, but I would say Muppet Christmas Carol is, is such a great film. I hope that everybody gets a chance to watch it this season. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to appreciate it. I mean, this is a film from 1992. That's just two years after, you know, Jim Henson passed away and his son, Brian, you know, he, this was his first big film to do. And, and Frank Oz, you know, who's the performer who did, you know, Yoda and so many other core Muppet characters, Fozzie and uh, Miss Piggy, etc. cetera. Uh, he came in and really mentored, you know, Brian, Henson through this process and it's just a, an amazing film that has Paul Williams songs so who is the one who did the Rainbow Connection you know that people love of, of the Muppets um, it's just a very sweet film and people who even know Charles Dickens and love the original story are so impressed by how they adapted it because they used you know Gonzo as actually Dickens on screen and so it, you, you keep the narrative voice of Dickens throughout the entire story and so it actually has more of the Dickens novel than all, yeah. pretty much any adaptation that's been done of this story. So um, yeah, it's it, funny because there's been quite a few. Uh, um, Jeremy was doing some. He did up like a, a Scrooge battle of the, that one versus the Do uh, Scrooge McDuck one. I went, well, what about the Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey? And he's like, well, that's awful. I'm like, I'm, yeah, but that, like for me, and uh -huh. that makes it one of my three. Really, was that I really enjoyed the Jim Carrey version. I remember we went to see it in 3D at the cinema and. I just, I really liked, I mean, I love Jim Carrey movie stuff, or Jim Carrey anyway, and I must be honest, I watched the, the animated Grinch last night, it was on TV when I flicked over, and it was so rubbish compared to the to the live action version, <laughs> um, um, but it was that kind of thing of like, yeah, for me, um, I really enjoyed the Christmas, it's probably not one I'd watch year in, year out, but I'm, I'm a bit like that with movies anyway. Because um, I know everyone likes watching the same movies year sure, in, year out. Sure, it's around. true, yeah. Um, I find that um, it's like my wife would be like, "Sure, Elfon again." Did we watch? I like, you know, I quite like having a few years between watching them again. So it's kind of. I know when we watched Home Alone last year. I, was like, I haven't seen this in years, and it was like I didn't remember that. Oh, I don't remember that bit. And it was like, and that was all I like, rather than kind of going, you know, knowing the words. <laughs> like it, for me, uh, it doesn't it doesn't really I get much going for me. I'm just like I don't want to. I don't like watching movies like that to that point where I'm um, just can like, you know, we cite them off by hand. I know a lot of people like watching Christmas movies back to back, the same order that they have the year in. But for me, I'm quite happy to give them a rest for a few years. So this, this year for me, um, I'm going to just say them right now, really of Godmothered and Noel are kind of in that zone of being the fresh new Christmas movies from Disney that, um, like Godmother, obviously the new one this year, and I really enjoyed it. Did you get a chance to see that one? I have not seen it yet. I honestly, I'd kind of like to. I it has such similarities to Enchanted that I, you know, it, it makes me think that's why they haven't put Enchanted on Disney Plus. Yeah. So you know, I I think I'll probably see it with my wife. We're you know we're not certain. I think I was similar to I don't know if it was James or who was talking oh, about yeah, exactly. the, the humor of it, you know, <laughs> that he wasn't too fond of or, or feel like even from the trailer, the, the Pratt Falls and that kind of awkwardness of it, he, he's not too fond of. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure we'll get a chance to see it. Um, I think that's, you know, I, I wasn't particularly enthralled with, with Noel. I think, it, you know, even compared to newer things like Klaus on Netflix or other things, yeah. I think there are some, you know, it's just, it's just sometimes taste though. For instance, I love, yeah. the, uh, in terms of Christmas Carol adaptations, I mean, I love... Uh, you know, Albert Finney's musical from the 70s. Um, really great film. I think it's, you know, it was a real interesting, by the way, co-production of like Paramount, Warner and Fox. So I don't think we're going to be seeing it on Disney Plus, but uh, really brilliant songs and everything in that. Uh, the other one would be uh, the Patrick Stewart version from a few years ago. Um, that's a very, 
kind of classic and you know mm. patrick stewart is such a you know an amazing actor that he just uh, gives it his all as uh, as scrooge um so yeah. you know it's sometimes it's a, it's a taste issue it's like because like noel this i mean noel is when it's like funny when like people bring up like godmother as being like oh it's a bit like elf it's like well no i think of noel as like the cheap version of elf you know mm. I, I, to be the thing is over here in the uk noel is brand new it only literally dropped on disney plus like two weeks ago so hmm. it's a bit i mean the bus you know the buses and the billboards have got noel soul and mulan plastered and home alone plastered all over them so noel like for the brits is you know we're, you know it's on the billboards it's being promoted it's on tv you know it's it's con- it's being considered a brand new christmas movie for this year <laughs> so that's why i kind of like well no it's like there's a whole chunk of people you know that it's still relatively fresh and you know it's been climbing up the streaming charts because not i think not just people watching the christmas movies but because obviously in a number of regions including latin america and all the rest of it you know noel is still technically a new christmas movie yeah well you you know me i'm somebody who goes dives a little deeper into the library speaking of which i will mention one that does uh that most people probably haven't seen um, which is actually a Disney Channel original movie, a DCOM, as they say. Um, and this is, I'm not really a DCOM person. I don't think those are designed for us, you know, as, no. as viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I've barely seen any of those, but I think there are a few that really stand out. And this is an interesting one, Full Court Miracle, uh, that's, that's in the Christmas section, in the holiday section. So do check it out because actually it's a Hanukkah film. It is a film that takes place at a, a Jewish prep school in Philadelphia. And it's just a fascinating story, very different from any other decom that's out there. It's a, um, it's a, it's a tennis one. It's oh, it's basketball. Yeah, it's right. it's uh, yeah. it's basketball. So it's uh, it's a, it actually has a you know essentially a, a former NBA star is the plot. This African American man, uh, Richard Jones, is kind of you know a guy who's used to be a star, down on his luck now, and he he encounters a kid um, in Philadelphia, Alex Lenz, who is the star by the way of Home Alone Three. So there's mm-hmm. some connection points there with some other things in the Disney library. Um, he is an aspiring basketball player as, as, as a kid in this prep school and grade school. And, you know, he, uh, they need a coach though. They're, they're desperate for a coach and to get better as a team. And so of course these two pair up, you know, he gets the, uh, the African-American uh, man, Richard Jones to be his kind of, you know, mentor and, and join the team. And what's really interesting is this sort of religious aspect of it that's there because it, it basically parallels the conflict on the court, on the basketball court, with, and it, it actually then takes you back into this story of, of the second century BC that's Judah Maccabees and kind of how they stood against Roman tyranny and, you know, save lives in, in this entire drama that is very core to the story of Hanukkah. Um, and so it's, uh, it's really a fascinating film. It's not something, you know, that uh, a lot of people probably have seen. I, I, I never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is, it is absolutely a deep cut for sure. So I, well, I, I, think, uh, as, I think as well, generally a movie about an American sport tends to be hard over here anyway. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think uh, like, I mean, I don't think, you know, Hanukkah and stuff is, is, is that kind of thing. I don't know if they even promoted it because I mean, how old is it? Uh, it's from the nineties. Uh, it's maybe from 96, 97. I think that's right. So, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it is out there on the holiday listing. I think it's one of the last films probably in that list of library titles, but uh, you know, I have uh, several Jewish friends and they just say, hey, this is great of Disney to do this, you know, to actually care about yeah. Hanukkah and to, and to put something out there. Because it, it, it actually has a lot of Hanukkah traditions in it. It, it ends with a great celebration of Hanukkah. You see the lighting of the candles. You, and, uh, you know, it's, it all takes place in this Hebrew, you know, prep school there in Philadelphia. And so you see uh, rabbis that are teaching them. You get a feel for a little bit of their religious instruction and how it, it maybe is, is sort of a, a unique cultural uh, aspect of that. So, you know, I would encourage folks to yeah, check it out. Yeah, I think, um, I, to be honest, I think that I, what I'm gonna do, I might, I'll put, I'm gonna put on that on, onto my watch. Cause sometimes, cause for me, I have this, I do wanna essentially try to get to the point of, I, I've seen everything on Disney, but that's the, that's the plan. So I am picking stuff up, you know, when we do our movie reviews, we're generally trying to pick like ones we haven't seen because it's like, you know, and yeah, so things like that. I mean, it's for me that's that'll be kind of interesting because it's completely a story I'm not really aware of. But yeah, this is the kind of thing of you know bringing this kind of content onto Disney Plus and using it more. Um, you know, especially like with the holidays and stuff. But yeah, so that, that one was a good one. As I said, um, so what was your third pick? Third pick, um, I, I I battle a little bit between because I love the Home Alone series. You mentioned that briefly, so maybe I'll skip over that. But I will say people need to watch Home Alone too because of Tim Curry. Um, in that film, it, he's just great. 
But um, I'll mention a, another obscure pick from the library, uh, which, by the way, is one of the very few legacy titles that has been added uh, over the last year, which is the small one. Um, this is a Don Bluth film. And uh, we just saw a big film from Don Bluth arrive on Disney Plus US, which is Anastasia, his animated classic that's very much kind of a princess film. But uh, back when he was with Disney, before he kind of launched out and did his, did his own stuff, well, like Anastasia and, and Land Before Time and other things like that, um, Small One was his kind of first big project after sort of Pete's Dragon. Um, and so this is just a fascinating film. It kind of imagines events that are sort of adjacent to the, the biblical nativity story. And so you have this young boy who has a donkey and ultimately at the end, you know, spoiler alert, you know, he, uh, you know, gives it to this, uh, he uh, sells it to this carpenter and his pregnant wife, which would be, you know, uh, Joseph and Mary as part of the nativity story. So that's kind of the imagination of it. It's, you know, it takes place in first century Judea, um, you know, has a lot of fun songs in it. It is, it's a, just a short film, maybe 25 minutes, but uh, you know, you can kind of see that classic Disney animation style in it. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of amazing talent that was involved in, in that show. It really has some fun and, and heartwarming songs to it. So, uh, you know, one to check out as well, the small one. I, I would definitely encourage folks to see it. And it's certainly a tradition, you know, with, uh, with my family. Yeah, see, my other idea, because you know, when you said, Meza, can you go, like, Dia, Dia 2 with Iron Man 3. Oh, there we go. Let's just like go a little bit. In. And I think this is that thing of, you know, for me, there is so much different choice on this. You know, and people jump all over the place to Santa Claus, like maybe for Christmas. And I'm hoping we, you know, I, I think we'll probably see with Disney Plus, I think we'll see new Christmas movies every year. I think that's just going to become a standard. It'll probably be a Halloween and a Christmas movie year in, year out, probably now for Disney Plus. You can just see that coming out, can't you? Mm-hmm. It's very true, yeah. And I think, I mean, we've already learned, I think, what's next year is going to be, which is Home Alone, uh, and their, their reboot of that, which I think is number six in the franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I have, you know, mixed feelings about that. I think that, you know, you saw even the director of Home Alone, Chris Columbus, come out and surprisingly make a public statement and say, I think Disney's wasting their time by creating that remake, you know, and... I, it is hard to say that they can recapture the magic of the original and of the first two. Um, so, you know, I, I know there'll be debate yeah. about that. I know some people will appreciate yeah. that it, there's a new, new entry in the franchise coming, but uh, I, I'm personally going to be one who okay. sticks with the first two. So, well, I'm going to be honest. There's, there's a, I didn't even know that the, I didn't know three, four and five actually really existed <laughs> until they arrived on Disney plus. And like, and then the fact that for four and five are actually, um, Made, oh, is it free? Is it four? Was it? Is there a five? Is there a yeah, free? yeah, yeah. Four and five are both on HBO Max on this side of the pond. Yeah, I think unfortunately, they in, I think they, uh, yeah, they got added in Canada. I think recently. Yeah, they um, are. They are Disney films. Interestingly, yeah. they were. They're you know they were Disney TV movies, both four and five. They're not yeah. theatrical releases. Um, so I think they were but, Disney Channel originals, weren't they? Originally yeah, or something like that. That's exactly and again, right. it, yeah, I didn't even know they exist. I've not seen three, four, five, and I honestly. I've got no, no real desire to watch them. I, I will watch the new one coming. I'm hoping in some ways, maybe they might be able to kind of, again, I don't think they need The only trouble is now is it's like, you know, like uh, uh, I've been left alone and now it's like, yeah, mum, come pick an Uber up for me. Yeah, bang. That's the end of the story. <laughs> it's not really. It, it, um, exactly. Exactly. The technology is such now. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't make sense. And every kid has a cell phone. So yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the new one, but I, and, I personally and, don't think it's a great idea. I will say number three, that. number three has some fun stuff to it. It's yeah. not as good as number one and two, but I would say if, you know, uh, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's in it, interestingly. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a young kid, uh, so a lot of people you'll hear some you'll see some Black Widow you know memes and stuff that they do with with some of her scenes in that and you know so um, you know it, it's worth it you know because it because it, it's it's the villains are fun and it's an interesting plot I, I haven't seen four and five I doubt that they're much worthwhile so but uh, yeah I must have, I, to be honest there's a lot of stuff in the investors day of and it is it is just you know the Facebook group's been all over it you know like Free Men and a Baby and Night of the Museum and redoing uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Cheaper by the Dozen and Sister Act Free. And you're just like, um, hello, there's, have you got... And the thing is, it's like, have you got anything original? Have you got anything new? And then, of course, they drop something original and new and no one pays any attention to it. And it's just like, this is why... I, I can, you can see why there's, there's never any excitement over the new stuff so much. It, it, and it is, it's, in some ways, it's, it's so, like... Such an issue. Everyone going, I want more. I want something new and new, and fresh. And it's like, unless that trait, I mean, the name alone can just put people off. Yeah, I think if people want something new, then you should definitely 
watch the right stuff because you know if we watch if we watch it we're going to get more of it you know so i would encourage folks to do that some of the other titles we've mentioned here i certainly agree with you that disney should be telling a new story and not just kind of doing the remakes continually it it does it it does bother me as a fan um so as even as much as i love the legacy content and i want to see a lot of that older stuff release i think we can't just be remaking the you know the old uh stuff continually so it's it's this interesting balancing act you know, I'm really I, glad, I, I, I'm, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm really glad uh, that sort of Pixar have kind of, uh, even Walt Disney Animation seemed to have gone, right, we're going to do all the continuations on the series and we're going to start new fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, yeah, we even, I mean, it was like, we're announcing this series, this series, this series, this series. Like, okay, yeah, and then doing new, you know, the one that jumped out to me was the African one that they're doing with a, a collaboration. That was the one that went, yep, yeah, I want to watch that. That's, mm-hmm. That was... But Baymax, oh yeah, whatever. Moana, I will watch. Tiana sounds fun, but no, I want to watch this. I want something new. I agree with but, that. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's um, kind of bonus Christmas bonus episode. And again, just a huge thank you for Josh for joining me on this one. We wanted to have a bit of a chat about Disney Plus and bits and pieces. And also just a huge thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube, etc., etc. Again, just, you know, couldn't do it without you guys. It really does make a big difference, with, especially with the podcasts and stuff of supporting it all so thank you very much and uh, me and james will be back this week where we will be talking and kind of giving our thoughts on the mandalorian season finale we'll be talking about on or i'll be talking about on point i'll be talking about soul we'll be sharing our thoughts on safety all the stuff that we watched last week that we didn't have time to talk about so yeah um so there we go and, thanks so much roger and, and i, I look forward to what you have to say about soul that's exciting I, that's yeah, one i think people yeah. have got to tune into that's a new one yeah. and uh I, i'll be where, tuning in christmas day for sure and just before we go where can they find you just on the internet in oh i'm i'm on uh, certainly on the forums you know you can find me joshua yeah. shep uh but then also on twitter uh as well and, and facebook so happy to dialogue with the folks and hopefully we'll continue to see you know more of that library legacy content come I'm, I'll, I'll be watching for sure <laughs> okay on that night guys thank you very much for joining us we'll be back soon Laters. Thanks, Roger.